0: For me, I've still, I, I felt I, I kept, I left when I had my health, I left on my own terms in a sense, but I felt like I was letting everybody else down around me, right, my, my support group, my family, my friends, who love to come to the games, who love to support, you know, football in my career, but here I am changing careers where I'm saying I'm done with this. So there was a time where I felt like I was letting everybody down because I wanted to do something else.
1: Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr., and I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game taught that talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr.
2: You know, I have to bring out our guests like the rock stars they are. You already see it, so here goes. i like for you all to welcome Raymond Stanford Jr., who's born and raised in Southern California, currently residing in the nation's capital, D.C., also known as R.J. Stanford, former NFL cornerback of five years, former Secret Service officer, okay, so he used to protect everybody, I get it, and current (laughs) cybersecurity specialist in the federal government space. He has been able to navigate the unique terrain by committing to make a good return on investment from many mentors and supporters along the way. Currently finishing up his last semester of his master's program in cybersecurity management within 12 months at Tulane University or from Tulane University, RJ likes to say his transition to the game, Beyond the Game started his rookie year in the NFL. I can't wait to hear more, where he learned how to begin with the end in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, clap your hands, stump your feet. There's R.J. Stanford Jr. Round of applause. How are you
0: feeling officially, R.J.? Good. Yeah, I'm good, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on here. Man, awesome. any, man, anytime and always, it's absolutely
2: great to have you as well. So let's hop right into it, if you don't mind. Cybersecurity, what, what inspired that? What inspired cybersecurity in
0: that lane? And they were gonna work our way back. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll start there. Um, so cybersecurity, it, it was almost a, a natural progression. When I left the NFL, I joined the Secret Service and working in DC, it's all about protection, right? Um, but not so much physical protection, I have seen the growth and almost our society and the need for digital protection. And cybersecurity protection because the growth of online was um, it wasn't so much physical, but it was also the cybersecurity um, protection as well. So that led me into that field, into that industry. Wow. So uh, amazing. Is that something that you enjoyed in school or what's like what's been most intriguing about the cybersecurity piece? Yeah. um, Intriguing. When I went to school in my undergrad I did criminal justice. Um, It was something that kept me engaged. It was something that was interesting to me. Um, I just didn't know what avenue or what I really wanted to do with it at the time. Uh, While I was still playing in the NFL, I got a chance to connect with uh, the NFL security side through the NFLPA, and they were introducing me to local and federal law enforcement. and That just piqued my interest enough to to know more and to, to learn more. Um, and then that that road to law enforcement, that's what took me there. And then once I once I got in that that world of law enforcement, I realized there is a need for cybersecurity um, and not just um, physical security, but security encompasses more than just the physical aspect. And that's what i, I seen. And that's what. Drove me to that path a little bit more. Wow, amazing! So
2: this is kind of—I'd like to ask. So, as professional athletes, and let's say some of your brothers who may still be playing or thinking about playing, what's something they should think about that wouldn't really occur to them from, let's say, a social media or we'll start with cybersecurity standpoint that they may not be paying attention to? But you'd say, "Hey, you should be careful of."
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. So. And more for clarity, I'm glad you asked that question. So when it comes to information technology, IT, there's a lot of different avenues to go. Um, Where I come in with cybersecurity is understanding that the Internet itself is a dirty playground with unsupervised. uh, There's no parents. Right. And so in this playground, being the Internet, anything that is connected to the Internet is vulnerable to attacks. And right now, even more so than ever with this pandemic and just our world going to uh, AI and artificial intelligence, the Internet of Things, um, the demand is there for securing that Internet because the Internet has it's, it's, it's been around, but there's not security in place in a lot of these uh, what they call the Internet of devices. When I'm talking about Internet of devices, I'm talking about your thermostat now or ring on your doorbell that's now moving into cars. So that industry itself is growing, right? It it, it went from like 7 billion to in 10 years to 2030, it's gonna reach to 24 billion just on connected devices itself. That's all good and great, but from a vulnerability and security standpoint, you need to be able to protect that network because that means all those devices, 24 billion devices will be connected to a network or, or internet without any security in place. So now data is worth more than oil. And there's an argument to that, but right now data is worth more than oil in a sense. So that's the word right there. And I'll also say the way that you explain that in terms of
2: being the internet, being a dirty playground with no parental supervision. And I would think even maybe parents would, are maybe listening to that? will hear that and go. Well, I didn't think about it that way because I guess to your point, it's far deeper than most people even think. we think the layman thinks surface, but someone like you, obviously has an understanding of IT and you know and uh, and obviously the internet and cybersecurity, thinks about it much deeper—the
3: rabbit hole, if you will. Exactly, exactly, man. So I want to I, I want to take it back as Dan had mentioned earlier to like, who is RJ Stanford, man? You know. Who like I want to know who is RJ Stanford man where are you from? Yeah
0: so I'm originally from California Southern California LA born in Inglewood and then um, I've been fortunate and blessed to move um, outside to Chino California so it's about 40 minutes east out of of LA County Um, that's where I was born and raised Um, and from there went on to college in Utah and everything else but when it comes to who is RJ, who is, who is Raymond, I represent uh, my family, I represent my village. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a junior, but I, I should be the third. My grandfather is also named Raymond. My dad is Raymond, I'm Raymond. Our middle name is from my great grandfather, which is Perry. So mm-hmm. I represent my lineage, but I also represent, when I say my village, everybody who has supported me and loved me, whether it be a mentor or a coach, uh, my friends, my family, uh, and all the relationships I've built over the years. That's my village, and that's who I represent.
3: Nice. Nice. So what high school did you go to, man? What college did you go to? Uh,
0: Chino High School. Chino High School in, in Southern California. Uh, did my time there and got an opportunity to get a full-ride scholarship to the University of Utah um, and did my four years there. After that, got drafted to Carolina in uh, 2010. You've really been
2: underachieving. I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to be honest. You have not been pulling your weight, man. This is me (laughs) just being completely sarcastic. I mean, you literally just been kind of running the gambit, taking care of business along the way, piece by piece. Thanks for sharing
0: that with us. I'm sorry, Prince.
3: No, no, it's okay. What uh, what team did you get drafted by, man? And who did you play for when you was in the league?
0: Um, Yeah, so I got drafted by Carolina. Um, Okay. Yeah, Carolina in 2010. I was a seventh round guy, so I was a bubble guy, and mm-hmm. and I want to make a point to really to really throw that out there because yeah. uh, I I look I I failed to success I like to say right in the sense of when I was in college I had one interception as a corner that's a bad stat that's a bad stat <laughs> most guys get ten in a season you know or or more you know five in a season I got one out of my four years in college. Well, you know, was able to get drafted. Um, but I was a seven-round guy, so I was a bubble guy and then kind of worked my way onto the active roster and it just took off from there.
3: Nice, man. Amazing. Nice. What, what, what were some of the things uh, that that you felt that you had to overcome while you were in the league, man? Because, you know, it, it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a tough game, man. So what allowed for you to maintain that mindset to just stay focused on, you know, I'm not concerned about the seven-round when I know I should have went the first round, but – um you know, like how, how'd you how'd you stay in it man
0: yeah and that, that was that was a hard part that was a learning curve you had to go through because everybody in college at least thinks that they're the top guy and they're right. the and they get to the league and it's like yo i'm a small fish in a big pond and um but i was fortunate to be uh mentored by another corner another db cj wilson he was a four-year guy i was a rookie and he kind of just took me under his wing. And, and mind you, the NFL is a dog-eat-dog world, right? It's this it's how we live. This is how we – our livelihood, especially during camp. And so here's this guy. We play the same position. But he's schooling me up on the sideline on technique or how to read offense and formations. But he's really instilling in me the information to take his job, right? Because there's only so many corners on the field at one time and there's only so many on the roster. So that was uh, uh, mind blown for me at the time because here's this guy essentially telling me how to take his job. And he said, hey, well, there's going to be one day where I'm injured, where I'm not here, and you're going to have to step in. So I'm going to need to prepare you right now so we don't skip a beat because we're here to ultimately win some games and 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 uh, succeed on this as a team. And so that team aspect really humbled me in a sense of though I felt like I was going to uh, – I deserve to get drafted higher. It was more so about empowering everybody else on the team to uh, succeed. So,
3: man, that you know that's super awesome because, uh, as you mentioned, it's a doggy dog world, and so that's that's very valuable for somebody like that, like a vet, a, a to actually pull you underneath his wings and and, and say that to you, you know, because uh, it it, it kind of throws you for a loop because it's just like. Why are you giving me some information man <laughs> you know what, what is this about like when you first um, when when he first started giving you advice were you able to accept it easy or, were, or did you have some some reserve?
0: no I, I think um, he, he was coming from a genuine place and I think I, I, I felt that I felt that energy um, mm-hmm. but it was hard to accept because throughout your whole career or even leading up to that point I should say, is you know, you have to stay consistent, you have to continue to just um excel in your own world, and and so he was breaking that 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 selfishness out of me, right? At a, at a rookie year, um, so it was hard to accept, but I felt it was coming from a genuine place, so that allowed me to to receive it and, and take that information
3: in, All right. All right? So, um, so I, I would say right now, what are you doing right now? And after your career, what was it a um, was it a tough transition for you? Um, yeah. So so right now, yes, I'm I'm
0: in the cybersecurity world. Right, I'm, I'm in the government world, uh, and it was a hard transition. But at the time, I thought I had it figured out a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. um, while I was still playing, right, I started tapping into law enforcement and seeing what that process looked like while I was still playing. So I felt I had a a, a little roadmap, right. After I got done playing, this is the route I want to go. Um, but throughout that process of that transition, um, I was failing out of these the application to get into these local and federal law enforcement agencies. Right, um, mm-hmm. I went through five agencies at the least, you know, and some of those you had to, if you felt whether it be the test or later on in the process, um, you might have to wait a year to reapply, right? Um, FBI works like that um, in some of these other agencies. Um, So you have to play the waiting game. So in the, in in that time of waiting, um, I got involved with a trucking distribution company. Um, I was coaching high school. I was helping out coaching high school football. Um, That was a passion, but, you know my ends weren't meeting at the time, at, at the same time, so uh, the truck distribution was cool, it was good, but that wasn't really something I, I knew maybe I wanted to do long term. Um, so then you're in this place of uh identity crisis, but also having to reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. And I had to be okay with reinventing myself. Yeah, I played football, I was in the NFL, but here I am. Okay, coaching seemed more natural, um, or you started. A business, entrepreneurship, um, and then, you know, law enforcement, okay, that was like a more of a team environment, um, you know, get to drive fast, shoot guns, you know, that sounds like something cool, something, yeah, right, um, but I had to wait, right, I had to wait for that process a little bit, so, but I had to get comfortable with just uh, stripping off my NFL identity and taking off that cape and just reinventing myself.
3: And being okay with that. So, yeah. That
0: was awesome. What
2: was the most difficult part about that transition, if you don't mind? If you can think back, RJ, to when you were first transitioning, you know, that, that let's say that low point or the toughest part about saying, okay, I'm no longer a, a professional athlete or NFL in in, in the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, I've still, I, I felt, I, I kept, I left when I had my health. I left on my own terms in a sense, but I felt like I was letting everybody else down around me, right? My, my support group, my family, my friends who love to come to the games, who love to support, you know, football in my career, but here I am changing careers where I'm saying I'm done with this. So there was a time where I felt like I was letting everybody down because I want to do something else. Right. And, and then like, I I talked about that identity crisis, So now I'm trying to figure things out of which route I want to go, which way I really want to go. Um, And just, um, just being okay with that because that you, you, you go in and out of that depression too. You go in and out of that depression when you're going through that identity phase where there's no longer people cheering for you. Um, But I was okay with that in a sense. Um, I love being able to walk into a grocery store and, just shop, right, without, you know, any accolades or, or people recognizing who I am, in a sense. Um, but I had to become okay with that. I had to become comfortable with that, and that was the hardest part of going in and out of depression, I think.
3: Mm. Um, man, you, you, you mentioned depression. You know, that's like a uh, very high statistic um, in, in the U.S., but also around the world, man, and I dealt with it as well. And a lot of people deal with it whenever they're going through uh, any type of transition. I mean, what was that like and how did you overcome it?
0: Um, what was it like?
3: Yeah. Uh, you have, like, like long days um, and short nights where you just just in your head just talking about all of the, 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 the things that you've done. Because you mentioned that you let, let, let your family down, but um, how did you let your family down again? Like... What is it? What did the depression play in, in that whole um, equation?
0: Yeah. Um, just on a sense of, you know, you have a lot of people cheering for you. You have a lot of people support you in your career. And when you when you decide to change it up or you decide to leave or any other circumstance happens, um, you might feel like that's the way they see you, that that was the way that you were making them proud. And so here you are not making them proud anymore. And these are thoughts that are going through my head, right? Um, I'm not making them proud. Um, I'm not, I, I don't know what I really want to do. And so you just go through this phase of, you know, I told you before, I want to make good on my investment. So all the people that instilled their time, they, their love, their care, their support, you know, you want to return that. In the sense of making them proud of doing what you're doing. So I had to realize that it wasn't just solely based on what I did as far as a job or, or occupation, but who am I? Who is RJ? And that should be enough. And that's what helped me overcome, in a sense, right? Understanding that it was about who I am, not just what I did that made my family proud and support group. Wow. So,
2: so, you know, you mentioned that period being difficult. Uh, this one question with kind of two parts to it. Like, what advice would you give that you, you know, that was kind of beginning to get out of the NFL? And then, what, you know, advice would you give the younger version of you? Let's say you've overcome some things when you were younger, whether it be middle school and high school or moving through as a young man. What's some
0: advice you give yourself, you know, now looking back at those two different moments? Um, early on, uh, believe believe in myself you know continue to believe in myself at an early age um, I didn't I didn't even realize I was I feel like I wasn't I didn't realize until really my senior year that I was you know really good enough to go to the NFL it it, it was one of those things where you're good you you, you have success uh, but it wasn't until my my senior quarterback coach who said hey man, you're good enough to go to the NFL, man. Practice like it, play like it, watch film, study like it. Um, And not just going to the NFL, but you have that first round kind of talent, you know, and just, but believing that at a young age and and understand the potential that other people see in you, I would tell my younger self, right. Um, Believe in yourself, believe in other people, keep that positive energy around you um, because you could really go, go and do anything you want to do and pursue um, so, but looking back, it, it's kind of throughout the situation, I would tell myself also to just, um, you know, continue to stay focused, stay, stay humble along the way. Um, don't quit, um, and yeah, and, and just leave everything better than you found
3: it. Really, you know, leave everything better than you found it. Hey, I got. I got. I, I want to say um, to our audience um, reviewing in, if you have any questions for RJ whatever it is about life, man, or about technology, you know, he has an answer, so please, um, hashtag ask and ask away. Yeah. yeah. Well, so my, my last question in this particular moment, what's been the
2: best part about leaving the NFL, right? So I know that's something, that, you know, when you mentioned, you know, identity and working through that, what's been the best part about saying I'm, I'm not suiting
0: up every Sunday or getting ready for, you know, camp? Yeah, yeah. I think the best thing is taking that those qualities that you learn in the NFL that the, the leadership, the teamwork, the dedication, the hard work, the mindset that you develop through the NFL, taking that was probably the best thing that you could apply to any other industry or any other field. And that's kind of where I see myself like, hey, I could take this and, and go learn something else and go do this. And, and what's the next ridge line? And, and so that was that was it for me, you know, just what's next in, in being confident in what I've already, you know, established. So.
3: That's awesome. That's amazing. Go ahead. Sam.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's, you know, so you from NFL to understand the cybersecurity, you know, and, you know, Secret Service and those pieces, you know, and even, let's say, social media. You know, what are some things that people can do? Or let's say that, you know, your your fellow brethren can do, you know, in the fraternity of not just football, but let's say professional athletes in general. We know that you're a small percentage of people are, operate at the highest level. And I feel like those folks also have to deal with things at a different level. So what what do you have? I feel like I don't even have to finish the sentiment, but uh, you have some
0: jewels for us already, I don't. <laughs> no, no. So just I, I do, but clarify when you say social media, what do you want to? Great. Thank you for us for the clarification. Yeah. You know, maybe,
2: well, in two things, I could say, you know, from a maturity standpoint, because there is a level of maturity that, that sometimes it doesn't seem fair, but still it's necessary when you're operating at such a high level. So from that standpoint, and also from just a, a, a uh, an operational standpoint and how to function, how to move, you know, in dealing with how to keep your things safe, how not to get hacked, you know, those kind of things that seem to happen or the possibility of those, you know, happen quite a okay. bit, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I and I'll just start from the security standpoint of social media and any app that you download on your phone, uh, you need to read the terms, you need to read the terms, right? You, you need to read the terms of service on any application you download because most of the time, every time, when back to my point about data being worth more than oil, all these companies and applications, they're being built at such haste um, so quickly that they don't have security designed in the initial standpoint. They just want to put out applications and social media, TikToks and all this stuff. And then here you are signing up and you click okay. But within those terms of service, they're asking you, hey, we're going to, Turn on your microphone. We're going to store your information, your your credit card information, whatever it is, your location. And you just say, okay because you want to use that application. So understanding that all these applications are selling your information to third parties. Right. So, you know, there's a there's a sense of you don't have an expectation of privacy you know, once you use these apps, because for one, you're consenting to say, Hey, yeah, you could, you could go through my phone. You could hop on my network, you know, and take whatever information you want. And that's kind of the, the information standpoint that you need to be aware of when you use these applications on social media. And, and mind you, it's good, right? Like, I mean, there's, is it is bred opportunity through online and, and social media, but You just have to understand that there's big corporations, I'm on the enterprise side, they spend billions of dollars on a security breach that happens. So imagine if you, and these have the resources to protect it, right? I mean, we have a whole cybersecurity team, but imagine you start your business, a small business, you might not have the resources to just have, um, you know, somebody monitoring your network, right? I mean, but at the same time, there's a lot of things you can do Whether that's, um, and I'm going to leave this, right? You need to just have your password more complex, right? Some people use a password that might be four to six characters. Go with 12 to 15 because there's a lot of tools out there, free tools that hackers use that is called a dictionary attack or a brute force attack that will go through words in the dictionary. And if you have a simple password, it might be password one, two, three, it's gonna crack that password in a minute, right? If you have twelve to fifteen characters and you have uh, a special character with it, it just takes a little longer, right? So that's that's one simple small thing you could do. Um, protecting your Wi-Fi, don't leave it on a default setting. Even your applications. I'm sorry. Don't you got me on a on a, <laughs> oh, No, please. I'm 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 taking notes. Go ahead. Me and tell <laughs> Any, any, anything you buy from the store, whether you go to Best Buy, you buy uh, something. There's a default setting. Usually, those default settings aren't. They have a security feature, but you have to enable this security feature. So mm-hmm. don't leave any device in default mode. Go into your router in your home, and click encrypt it with WPA2. And that will encrypt your Wi-Fi at least. Right. And then change that password from a default password that you have out of the box to a more complex password, not just password one, two, three, but come up with something creative, something long. Um, and then when it comes to your Internet of devices, my mom just bought a refrigerator right, that plays music on Pandora and you could post pictures and all kind of stuff where you can order groceries from your refrigerator now. Those are the Internet of things that I was talking about that makes your network vulnerable because those become entry points. If I'm a bad guy, if I'm a hacker, you leave your garage door open, you leave your window open. All these are just windows and entry points for me as a bad guy to get into your network. And then I could search into your de- your desktop or I could go into this device and that and pull information just because you left that, that window open. Right. And so those are the things. Um, that you just want to keep in mind, right? When you use these devices and uh, social media and things like that, I, I know, know I'm strong with it, but man, <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. that, but, right? Yeah,
3: I, I want to say for all of you that's listening, he is giving game and technology because I, I'm I'm a victim myself. I I, I got I get an app and I just be like, scroll, oh, scroll, 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 scroll. All right, accept, you know, and now they have all my information. And I know, I, I knew about it because I ended up watching the episode on South Park. You know, they did a little parody about that, about you didn't read the terms, man? You didn't read the terms? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what are you doing? And so, um, man, this is game, man, because a lot of times we don't, we're not educated on the netiquets um, that we need to have whenever, whenever we're on the Internet because it's a whole new ball game, and AI is. Is moving at such a fast pace, man. Um, um, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to keep up at some point in time. So, uh, I'm not going to say we need to get ahead of ahead of the game because it seems like the game is already ahead of us. But, I, but, I, but what I will say is, um, with you just sharing this information with our audience, man, and and with us, man, we are taking notes just to make sure that we are doing the, the proper things that we need to do. So, no breacher. Um, comes in, or no, nobody's able to breach, you know, and, and come in to your garage and open up your deep freeze and take your food, and then come inside the house and be like, what's up, baby? Like, what you doing Right,
0: here? right exactly. And, you know? and, and, and for disclaimer, right, it's all about mitigation. It's all about making it more difficult for somebody to... If you have your... Uh, if you think about a house, right, you have your lights, you have your locks, you have cameras and all these things, um you're making it a little more difficult than somebody that's leaving the garage door open. So that's the concept behind it, right? You want to make it more difficult. So if I'm a bad guy, I'm not gonna go to Prince because Prince got his house tight, you know, it's it's locked up, it's encrypted, all these things. It's a little more difficult. I gotta spend a little more time. I'm gonna go to Stan, like hey, I see the window open, you know, so let me just go there. And that's just how simple it is, right? With, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, but you know it, for sure. Yeah, so that's the concept behind it, right? But yeah. I think people get so comfortable. To your point, it's really easy. To just
2: oh, I'm just going to make a password that's six characters long because that's what they tell me it has to be. But for anyone listening or watching, you know that 12 to 15 piece in, in terms of that being with a special character that makes perfect sense because it's like anything else. Any criminal is looking for the easy entry point, mm-hmm. and yeah. that is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So a lot of ways. Yeah, I want to play Yolanda Ross Henderson. We gotta give a shout out to her. She said, "Go, RJ, helping others." That's what I'm saying, man. I, I see you doing your thing, man. Keep helping others. Right now, you're helping everybody on this cyber uh, um, education and teaching us about this because people, you gotta protect yourself. You know, this is all like like this is a whole new ball game. Right now, we're we're actually in 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 the middle of the virtual storm. Uh, everyone is at home now the the internet is being used more than ever and we depend on it so much and so when it's it's funny whenever the internet goes um goes out you know because of the, these uh, blackout grids um or these blackouts that's happening you know it's funny the younger generation are like what <laughs> <Wait> a- <laughs> you know like i've lost contact with the world and um and and you know for the older generation it's more so like Ah oh, man, I can't I hope it gets back on, you know, but uh, we still have our phones that we rely on. But uh, man, I, everything that you that you're sharing with us is so true, and, and we we definitely need to educate ourselves on what we need to do and how we need to handle ourselves, man. So kudos <laughs> to you for that.
0: Yeah, and, and my last point on this is just I would encourage us, I would encourage the younger generation and the, and the older generation to just do your due diligence and just understand uh when I talk about technology not just using the devices but understand how it works a little bit right and that's where my passion is now headed right i want you to understand a little bit more how these devices are connected and how it's being used or how it's being exploited and the vulnerabilities more so than anything when you do use them so i'm i would encourage people to man you could take a certification you could just study more about the actual network itself or, or application security and things like that, cloud security. Um, it's just a great field because the demand is is growing more than ever. The the, the industry itself and in cybersecurity is going from 102 billion to like 281 billion by 2027, right? So this market itself, cybersecurity is grown exponentially and there's not enough people Um, The demand is so crazy, there's not enough people to to fill it. So there's a 0% unemployment rate, right? So it would behoove you just to understand a little bit more now, just because it's not going anywhere. AI, blockchain, um, machine learning, all these things, quantum computing, all this is within the next 10 years, right? And Mm so uh, get in, get in, get in. Man. That right there is a major My bad, Ernst, go ahead.
3: No, no, you, you, you got it. Go
2: ahead. Because yeah, there, there are folks out there wondering what they should go into. So, hey, if you're in school right now and you're watching right. this and you come across this, there you go. or you're thinking about a, a shift, uh-huh. and you, like there's sometimes you simply have to go where the money is or where the money's going to be. Mm. And it absolutely seems like that is where the money is. And that's certainly where it's going to be. So, <clears> I appreciate it. <throat> but hey, Arjun, you're a bad dude. I don't
3: know if anybody ever told you that before.
2: you bad.
0: you
3: bad. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Imagine. So, uh, quick, uh, real quick, can can you give us a tip on so you you go to the application? I guess like Zoom or just whatever application that you want to download. Um, and, and you say you need to read the terms. Um, what are some of the things that you need to, to read? And because uh, again, I, I can speak for myself and for a lot of people, it's a lot. It's a lot of context and a lot of content. That you have to scroll through and read. What are you looking for, um, um, whenever you're scrolling through, through the information? And uh, like, and then from there, like, how do you like be okay with uh, w- what you are accepting? You know, because if you deny it, they're, they're not going to allow for you to use the, the the app. So, what are you looking for in in securing yourself? Or just just understanding? Hey, my information is being shared. Um, how do I protect myself?
0: yeah, so so the industry itself, when I talk about third parties, all these companies are are I'm exposing them a little bit, right? but they're building all these things, understanding they're gonna get paid by selling your information. so there's a, there's a there's an understanding, right? where I built something, I know this information might get sold to the third party because I'm making the money, right? If I build an application, somebody's gonna pay me. To sell your information, more than likely they're gonna do it. So what you need to understand when you go through terms of services, what information are they trying to gather? Uh, if I'm on Zoom, do I need to accept them to go to my Google Photos? You know, why? Why do you need to go into my pictures if I'm just on on, on Google? Um, but then, I mean, uh, on Zoom. But then you might want to do the virtual background, and you could attach it right you could you could download a virtual background onto your zoom but you just have to understand they're asking for information whether it be your pictures your microphone um your credit card information all these things so what you could do to protect yourself is not enable it so you need to go into this application whether it be zoom or any other application go to the settings and see on the security features what is being enabled and what could you disable and so you want to do that. Disable a lot of the things that they're asking you to, to, to gather, um, especially. And then don't save don't save your credit card information on if you use Instacart. Right. And you, you put your your address on there. You put your phone number. You put your credit card information. Um, don't save it, you know, because you don't know where that database is really going. Right. You put your information on their application But can you really be sure that their database itself is being secured or it's encrypted? Because now if I'm a bad guy and I know TikTok or Instacart has 2 million users, I'm going to attack TikTok or or the Instacart database because they're probably have all these unencrypted, your account information, your, your login information, your address. I'm going to go steal that information over there. Right. But you can't be assured because you're, so, so don't save information when you can. Uh, make sure you disable, go through the security features, disable things, and just understand what is being shared. You know, and just so that gives you a, a reasonable expectation of your privacy too, right? Um, so yeah,
3: man, that, that's what you call cyber, <laughs> bar thing, cyber, bar. cyber <laughs> bars, baby. Cyber bars. Awesome.
2: RJ, last question for me, if you don't mind. So, like, there has to take a, you know, to to be at any level, certainly a high level in, let's say, professional sports, but certainly in your industry, it takes a certain amount of tenacity. So what does is, what is that, what does that ego look like if it exists? Because there takes it takes ego to be the best at what you do, period. No one can sell me. Like, there takes the ego to be the best at what you do. So on that, the field you versus you know the cybersecurity classroom professional you what's the difference you know how can you tell the difference and is there any way to
0: you know put a leash on that person or is that person just who they are all the time yeah yeah um you you need to use both right alter ego um one of my my main man mike tyson right he's a big guy about his alter ego he's like yo, that guy is dead to me. I don't want him to bring him back out. You know, that guy's a violent guy. And now he's trying to resurrect him with the Roy Jones fight coming up, right? So it's always there, right? You have to understand your your ego. It's, It's there. But at the same time, for me personally, I was in college. I had one interception in college. I get to the NFL. Out of five years, I had two interceptions, right? So it was never based on my qualifications, right? Or my stats. My stats don't don't pair up to any other corner in the league, right? I I was you know honorable mention right I I wasn't really involved so the the sooner I understood that it wasn't solely based on my qualifications that gave me the confidence to take that ego that I had that dedication and everything that I learned through NFL to any other field to understand hey it's hey yeah faith without works is dead but Faith, Let faith do what it, what it does, right? And walk in that confidence, knowing that you might not be the most qualified guy in the room, but opportunity presented itself. So what are you going to do with it, right? So take advantage of those opportunity moments because everybody gets presented opportunity. It's just those that are timid. I see opportunity here, but I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm kind of scared to step forward in that in that field. No, hey, step forward with confidence, knowing, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to learn it. I'm gonna do my best at it, but let the faith do what it does and kick in, and uh, walking that confidence, knowing your qualifications. Yeah, you might have them, you might not, but you could always get them, and walking that confidence, knowing it's not solely based on you in a sense, right? Awesome man, thank you very much on that, Prince. Any
2: any final thoughts or questions from you, Prince?
3: Yeah, so I have final thoughts awesome final question, man. If you are listening, please, you know, give it, like like thumbs up, hearts up. This is awesome. I mean, you don't find too many um, too many brothers in technology, and then also sharing the information uh, with with their with their background being um, in a professional sports. So. Man, that's kudos to you, man, and thank you for for leading the way um, and and sharing this information. That's amazing. Um, so we, we we always come to a, a serious um, point on on this show, and you know one of the things that we always ask um, our guests is, um, you know, uh, we all have loved ones and family, and if you only had seventy two hours um, left on this on this planet, you know, what, what would be what would be the thing that you would tell them when we set them down uh, and have that serious talk with them? What is it that you want them to remember? You know, if you if you were only had seventy two hours left. Yeah, uh, give more than you receive.
0: Right. Um, be grateful. Um, be fearless. Um, Love, you know, love uh, unconditionally, you know, love unconditionally. Um, But also, never stop learning, never stop learning. Uh, You know, never stop learning. Those would be some things. And uh, don't squander, don't
3: squander my wealth, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm to my wealth. I worked hard for this. <laughs> yeah. You better believe I'm watching you. Cyber security so I'm watching. <laughs> All right, we got another comment from my audience, man. Ariel Harvest he said, "Proud of you, Daddy Shark." Oh, we appreciate that, You know, oh man, this is awesome, man. Yeah, so. That was those that, that was my question and my words man I, but one thing I do want to say is man it's a blessing to be able to have uh, someone like you on the show man and just just sharing this information man we can see the passion behind uh, the, 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 the work that you do and and just wanting to educate people and inform them because I, I know for me like this technology it, it's it's something it's still semi-new to me Uh, But not really because I've been on the outskirts, been involved, but I try not to get too involved. Like in the morning time or during the day, sometimes I just ignore my phone and I just don't even try to get involved in in, in everything that's going on um, because, you know, it can consume you. It can consume all of your hours. and, And, you know, you go on there looking for one thing and then all of a sudden you go on there for like three hours. Like, man. Yeah. I knew I should, I should have not, never done this, but um, man, thank you so much for that because it's bringing awareness to to, to the space and we we have to be able to adapt because uh, that's the name of the game and this technology has always been around, but now it's more advanced than ever. And so we just have to know how to navigate in these uncharted um, virtual territories, man. So yeah. I, I really do appreciate you for this and everything that you do, man. So, People forget work all day. You you are a hero, bro.
2: And and also, before we get out of here, how can people learn more about you? I know we had your social media going across the bottom, but how can they learn more about you and what you do?
0: Yeah, so I just started a company called Kingship. So there'll be an Instagram coming out soon and a website, Um, as well as you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'll be posting some more things about what I'm doing and currently want to. Create an opportunity program, right? Opportunity program uh, targeting under-resourced communities. Um, I'm, I'm partnering up in Utah as well to just provide what we've been talking about on the educational part and adding curriculum to real estate, financial literacy, technology, um, and just providing opportunities and exposure
3: to uh, to people. So, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, okay. Kingship. King Oh that's a, that's a lovely name, man. That sounds powerful, man. Kingship. It's like that that movie. Hey. Oh yeah. He oh, King, 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 King. <laughs> we're playing check, not checkers. So check oh, Checkmate. You know. I love that man. I love that, man. This Oof. is awesome, man. This is this is amazing. It's brilliant. Hey, we're grateful for this opportunity. Heck yeah, because before we're anything, we were kings.
2: So that mm. means. A whole lot. Thank you again, R.J. Appreciate you. appreciate you so very much. Uh, so officially, thank you, R.J. For being here, uh, for being so transparent. You know, R.J. Stanford Junior, the third. Also, homage to you know the other R.J.s in the family and those who've come before you, and those in which you are creating a path that will come behind you. So thank you for being you and everything that you do. Thank you all for joining us here on Game Beyond the Game, where we continue to talk that talk and help people along in their transition to Game Beyond the Game. Please continue to join us here on Facebook at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at Game Beyond the Game, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Continue to join us as we help others improve their Game Beyond the Game. Have a good one.
3: Thank you. Have a good one. Have a good one.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. So, you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.